0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Power Sweep Podcast, presented by North Coast Sports. Once again, I'm your host Antonio Castro, joined by my co-host Chris Van Dyne, two of the handicappers here at North Coast Sports. And what a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful weekend it is for this uh, this weekend of college football action! Very exciting. We're looking at the uh, the card for this weekend, looking at all the lines. There's a lot of value we feel this week, and guess what that means? That means it's a five-star weekend. There's been eight weeks of football so far this season when you include the NFL preseason, and we have yet to release one of our famous five stars. We are going to be releasing that this Saturday. Good news. If you're a PowerSweep subscriber, you can get that play absolutely free. It's a $100 value. If you're not a PowerSweep subscriber, you will have to get that play. You can go online at ncsports.com to purchase that or... Guess what, you can get it even cheaper than that. $69 will get you a subscription to The Power Sweep for the entire season. That will include this weekend's five-star Absolutely free, and you know what we haven 't done this we haven 't been pimping our other products at all this uh, during this podcast, but you know what we feel we really, really need to because we 're doing a disservice to our to our sister newsletter, the power plays, and the power plays newsletter what it is it is our computer generated box score newsletter that pro- that gives a, a projected box score and outcome on every single game and so far this season the top plays in the power plays newsletter which is our four and a half stars in college our four stars in the NFL a sizzling 6 and 1 start to the season and i got to be honest with you Not saying this because we work here, but I dare you to find another newsletter with their top plays going a combined 6-1 and throughout the start of the football season. The Power Sweep newsletter, $69. If you're a Power Sweep subscriber, you can get that Power Plays newsletter for just $50. It's a great discounted rate there, and it's a great newsletter that is off to a phenomenal start. So we really wanted to touch on that before we got into this week's slate of games. Again, a great slate of games for you, but wanted to mention the Power Sweep and the Power plays five-star weekend we're just very excited about it and if you're not a subscriber go to ncsports.com it's as easy as that our store is up it's very easy to to navigate through and again it's just 69 dollars for the power sweep and 50 for the power plays which uh the power sweep itself will pay for this weekend's five star with that out of the way let me get to this week's slate of games we've got just a, again a great slate of games that we picked out to go over uh, this weekend for you. Starting off with NC State at Marshall. We're going to talk about Texas Tech at Oklahoma State in the Big 12. We're going to go out to the West Coast and talk about Stanford taking on Oregon. And then we're going to go to the battle for the Heartland Trophy. Wisconsin and Iowa taking place. We've got our Twitter question of the week uh, on North Texas and Liberty, which also just so happens to be our group of five play that we're going to go over. And then we're going to follow up with perhaps the game of the weekend Texas A&M at Alabama we'll talk about that last but but first let's go on to uh the NC State and Marshall game we've got a crucial ACC versus CUSA matchup of course Chris Van Dyne our co-host here is uh handles not only the SEC not only the ACC but also Conference USA knows these two teams inside and out and uh let's go let's go with it. 2-0 in NC State both straight up ATS Chris versus Marshall also 2-0 1-1 against the spread but uh not uh, a little bit of a rare role for the herd being a, an underdog just the fifth
1: time in the last 6
0: years at home at home mind you
1: yeah and Marshall does have a lot of experience coming back this year they've got 18 starters back uh this is the a rare role for them being a home dog and this is a defense that was very good in CUSA last year and very good overall, 19.9 points per game allowed. Remember this name, Chase Hancock. He might be the CUSA Defensive Player of the Year. He had 128 tackles. They're going to go up against Ryan Finley, explosive passing attack for NC State. Marshall has two very good defensive backs, a cornerback named Chris Jackson, a safety named Malik Gant. Both were all Conference USA last year. So, this is an experienced secondary that Ryan Finley is going to have to deal with. I think the difference in this game will come down to how these teams can run the ball because NC State has not been able to open up their pass game as much as they would like because they're only averaging uh was it 99 yards per game rushing and 3.3 yards per carry. And that's against James Madison and Georgia State. This is a better defense than they've seen against those teams. And last year uh, Marshall held North Carolina state to 36 yards below their season average. So this was a tight game last year for a while. Marshall actually led the game 20 to 10 before allowing 27 unanswered points. Marshall actually, uh, was only out by 30 yards. So they were in this game. They just let things get away at the end. NC state has had to replace all four of those NFL uh, draft picks in their defensive line. And in the meantime, Marshall's bringing back all five offensive line starters, ran for 144 yards uh, against NC State's defense last year with those N- NFL draft picks, including Nick Chubb. So you got to figure that Marshall might have a little more success than that. And uh, icing on the cake, Marshall's covered six straight as a dog. Like you said, a rare role as a home dog. But six straight as an underdog. And they've covered six straight versus non-conference. I'm calling for the upset. Marshall wins this game by a point or two.
0: Outright upset, you gotta love that. And you know what? I've been thinking one thing I've been impressed with about Marshall. Sure, I mean we didn't get to see him last week with that unexpected buy, but uh, Marshall breaking in a new uh, quarterback, redshirt freshman Isaiah Green. Man, he's looked sharp, Chris. Sixty-two percent completing his passes, five-one ratio so far. I mean, what can what can you tell us about him?
1: Well, to be honest, he wasn't even expected to be the starter by a lot of people coming into the year. But he really impress, impressed the coaching staff. They brought in the uh, transfer, Alex Thompson, from uh, FCS school Wagner. But Green impressed the coaching staff. And uh, Thompson dealt with a little bit of a shoulder issue in the spring. And in preseason camp, I should say. So they went with Green, and he's flourished. And, and they're letting it loose with him. They're not afraid to let him throw the ball in key situations. So I, he's been very impressive.
0: So on paper, what appears to be a huge quarterback edge for NC State in this game may not be as big as you would think. Now, nothing take nothing away from Ryan Finley there, but, yeah, we got to go with Marshall plus the points in this one. I mean, they just are uh, kings as underdogs. So Mar- Getting nearly
1: a touchdown this week. Yeah.
0: Getting nearly a touchdown. J- again, just the fifth time in the last six years where they've been a home underdog. It's an extremely tough place to play, regardless of them being a CUSA school or not. All right, moving on. Let's go uh, to the Big 12. Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech 2-1, both straight up and against the spread. Oklahoma State, perfect 3-0, both straight up and in the Vegas desert. Uh, Crucial Big 12 matchup here. I'll tell you one thing, uh, when these two face off, the, the, the outcome may be a little bit tough to predict about who's going to come out on top, but I'll tell you one thing, when you talk about points and a point total, The last six games between these two teams, they've scored a combined between 72 and 123 total points. And then when you look at Oklahoma State being able to put up over 50 last week on Boise, their offense, even though they lost their their talented wide receiver and quarterback, both to the NFL, still clicking on all cylinders, of course, Texas Tech going against maybe perhaps the most dominant defensive player in, in college football and arguably the number one pick in next year's NFL draft. Still, they both scored over 100 points last week. So again, uh, Texas Tech, back to that high-flying offense. They've got a true freshman quarterback named Alan Bowman. Big kid, 6'3", 210, got to love that size. He was our 47th-ranked quarterback coming out of high school. Wasn't even the starter coming out of the season. That honor began uh, was... was uh, it was to McLean Carter, who was injured in their opener for Texas Tech. But it doesn't matter when you got a true freshman named Allen Bowman who can come in and throw for 605 yards and five touchdowns and no interceptions last week against Houston. Texas Tech offense still capable of putting up a lot of points.
1: Well, I do like Texas Tech in this game that they've covered in three of the last four in this series. Uh, Oklahoma State did win that game last week by three touchdowns over Boise, but they only held a two touch 10-yard uh, edge and uh, benefited from two block punts. But in this game, uh, you mentioned power plays earlier. Uh, one of the things power plays does is gives a special team's edge, and based on our rankings, Texas Tech has a solid special team's edge in this game. Uh, one thing that intrigues me is uh, Texas Tech struggling on defense, but they did have 10 returning starters coming into the year. Antonio, do you think this Texas Tech defense with these returning starters can slow Oklahoma State down?
0: Yeah, I was going to mention that next, and yeah, they've got a lot. They got five uh, players coming back this week, uh, three that that were defensive starters last year. So, uh, interesting to see what's going to happen if those guys, you know, end up do indeed play. I mean, one one thing is to say during the week another thing is to actually uh live it whenever you 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 see it on saturday so uh the defense was expected to be the thing that would keep texas tech in these ball games this year which is kind of sounds silly to say because when you think of texas tech you always think of those high flying offenses but uh that being said they were supposed to be better this year they're going to be seeing uh you know the uh, Cornelius for Oklahoma State he's a fifth year senior he knows that offense inside and out and uh, he won that job it wasn't a surprise to us but it was to surpri- a surprise to many around the country that Taylor Cornelius did get named the starter for Oklahoma State but that being said we think Texas Tech again like you mentioned Chris is going to come out here they they showed a lot of fire last week in that win over Houston. Uh, they come back from that loss uh, the week prior, and we feel can definitely hang with Oklahoma State in this game. This is an improved Texas Tech team, so we're going to go Texas Tech plus the points. We know it's in Stillwater, but that being said, we're still going to lean on Texas Tech to be able to cover this line. Let's move on. Uh, Chris, to the uh, Pac-12, we're going out west. Stanford and Oregon, both teams undefeated. Stanford also 2-1 against the spread. Oregon is actually just 1-2 against the spread this this season so far. But a big Pac-12 North showdown. Definitely the winner of this game is going to have a leg up on the North division in the Pac-12 and going to have a leg up to get to that Pac-12 uh, conference championship game Bryce Love for Stanford he missed last week obviously he's a talented running back that had over, had over 2,000 yards last year he is going to be able to play this week they were only playing an FCS team last week UC Davis Stanford was so uh, holding Bryce Love out that week just so he can play uh, this week against Oregon and you got to remember Oregon this is a team with QB, Justin Herbert is totally different offensively. He missed last year's game. So you look at last year on the farm in Stanford, and you can be, oh, Stanford dominated. They've dominated this team the last two years based on their physicality. 49-7 uh, to 7 was a score last year. But, again, Justin Herbert missed. The only thing about Justin Herbert, though, Chris, is uh, after he completed 68% of his passes last year, not looking exactly the same without Willie Taggart there, completing just 57% this year. And Stanford counters with our number 5 overall pass efficiency defense.
1: Well, Stanford has won four of the last six in this series. Uh, and last year, the Ducks actually allowed a season-worst 248 rushing yards in this game. Uh, the, the one thing that intrigues me about this game is uh, how does Mario Cristobal do, do – in his first game as head coach, in his first big game, I should say, as head coach at Oregon. Uh, If you remember, Ball was previously the head coach at FIU and did very well there, and then all of a sudden he had one bad season. They inexplicably fired him, moved on, ended up being an assistant in Alabama, and now he's got his uh, first head coaching job here. So uh, how does he do in this first big Pac-12 game as head coach? Uh, another thing that I find interesting is uh, when Oregon was rolling, they owned the home games, 39-3 at home from 2009 to 2014. From 14-15, and 15, they only went 8-5 and five at home. So they lost that home field edge. Last year they got it back. They were 6-1 and at home. They've won their first couple home games this year, so it seems like they're playing well at home again. Stanford's 0-4 against the spread last year in true Pac-12 road games. So uh, it seems like the home edge for Oregon is coming back at Autzen Stadium, a hard place to play.
0: Definitely, and that's why you know this game is is. You know, I mean, it was one favoring Stanford at the beginning uh, at the beginning of the week uh, in their trip to Oregon. And let me see what the latest line right now is showing. Stanford eh, one in, between one and a half and two. You know what? Uh, it, it's a, sh- it's basically a pick 'em game. We're going to go with the home dog with Oregon. We think, uh, can take advantage of that and we'll win probably a nail biter. Uh, wouldn't put a lot of money on this game because there's, no, you know, it, no, not I mean, at it, all. it could go either way, but if gun to our head, we're going to go with Oregon to pull off, uh, the upset over Stanford with Justin Herbert competing this time, moving on to the Midwest, the big 10 to be exact where there's huge Big 10 West uh, implications on the line the battle for the Heartland Trophy Wisconsin at Iowa Kinnick Stadium at night Iowa's 3 and 0 3 and 0 against the spread Wisconsin off that shocking loss to BYU which by the way uh I wasn't going to say anything about it but we did call for the outright upset as part of our, one of our big dog packages uh that that we also produce here at North Coast Sports so Pretty excited about that, that we actually had that on there and called for that outright upset winner. But uh, I think, Chris, you're going to see an angry, angry Wisconsin team after that loss. I know Iowa is a Maybe the the toughest place to play, especially at night. Kinnick Stadium has had just some serious magic the last few years in that. But I I just can't get over the fact that uh, how angry Wisconsin is going to be snapped a long losing or snapped a long winning streak, excuse me, against non-conference opposition. Uh, The loss was a little bit misleading. Didn't they it wasn't like they were outplayed or anything like that by BYU team remember this is a BYU team that had a down year last year after years of of being you know pretty relevant they're a mature team most of their guys after going on those LDS missions I mean you're talking about 24 and 24 24 and 25 23 year old guys uh, taking on 18 19 20 year olds so uh, to see that wasn't a total shocker even though they were about a three touchdown underdog in that game uh, just feel that uh, you know Iowa is going to have a tough time uh, defensively. They've got a, now. They've got a solid defensive line that has been playing very well this year. They're only allowing 42 yards a game on, on the ground, 1.5 yards a carry. However, Wisconsin going to counter with arguably the best offensive line in the country. They're definitely the most experienced offensive line in the country. Jonathan Taylor, the the preseason favorite for the Heisman Trophy, uh, this year. Went for 157 against Iowa last year. He's already got 515 yards and averaging 6.7 yards a carry this year. And guess what? Our power plays uh, computer, Chris, showing that Wisconsin is going to finish this game with 213 yards rushing. So uh, against a team that is allowing just 42 yards this year. Iowa's getting their starting running back, Ivory Kelly Martin, back for this game. We don't think it's going to matter. Before last week's uh, games were played, we actually were going with Iowa as a dog in this game. When we seen the line come out and saw that Wisconsin's only laying three, however, that changed our mind. We think uh, there's some value there now on Wisconsin and definitely feel that Wisconsin can go into Kinnick and and pull out a victory by over uh, maybe even double digits, but, you know, by at least seven points.
1: Well, it it always has to scare you when you are dealing with a night game in Kinnick, but Wisconsin's had success here, winning five of the last six straight up, seven of the last ten in Kinnick. Uh, One thing that I I looked at that uh, intrigued me, Wisconsin last year plus 133 yards per game in Big Ten play, Iowa only minus 41 yards per game in Big Ten play. So Wisconsin performed much better in those conference games, Wisconsin 7-1 is an away favorite, and they've also won nine straight on the road. So they get fired up on the road for these games, and a big rivalry game, trophy game. You have to think that uh, Wisconsin's going to put their best foot forward. So I'm with you. I like Wisconsin here.
0: Yeah, that's no doubt about that. All right, now let's move on to our group of five game here, and uh, we're going to go back to our our, tw- our Twitter question. And the best Twitter question of the week, again, came from Joey. And uh, the question is, can you guys touch on A&M Alabama? Uh, does the Aggies have a chance? Am I crazy for liking the plus 25? Also pretty down week as far as matches – uh, any value on Stanford, Oregon? And his? Re- this is it. The request of the week North Texas laying two touchdowns on the road at Liberty. How good is North Texas going to be this year? Three and a oh, and already an outright upset over an SEC team. Of course, Arkansas last week putting up a lot of points in that one. But, uh, you know, Liberty is a program, Chris, that not a lot of people know about. Obviously, they just came up from the FCS. So, all right, who's Liberty? What what can we expect out of them? They got a they got a head coach that has a ton of experience, Turner Gill. He's been at Liberty now seven years. This is his seventh year at the helm. It's in Liberty, in Virginia. There, they're twenty seven and nine overall, straight up at home under Turner Gill. Yes, I know that was against FCS opposition. This is an FBS game coming in North Texas, obviously an, uh, an FBS team coming in there. But uh, you gotta you gotta figure, Chris. They they don't have a lot of experience going out east this far and not only that off that huge upset oh well not huge but off the upset at Arkansas it's still big in my mind for a Conference USA team to go into an SEC country and 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 uh, dominate them like they were like they did I gotta figure back-to-back away games I'm seeing a flat spot here
1: well, you're right about the – it might not be huge in terms of point spread, but this was a monumental victory for North Texas. And, and to sum it up, uh, beating Arkansas 44-17 to last week, this is their first win over an SEC team since 1975. Here's a little uh, trivia for you, Antonio. Can you name the coach for North Texas in 1975 that beat Tennessee in, in that game? It was actually a legendary coach from a school we just talked about. Hayden Fry was the head coach in 1975 in North Texas when they beat Tennessee. They were still a 1AA program, I believe, and uh, led the victory for the Mean Green over Tennessee that that day. And So it's a big win. and In Denton, they're taking it seriously. Um, as far as how good they are, this is a very good team. Very explosive offense. Mason Fine is a guy that – Uh, He had a huge year last year and was expected to have another big year, so it's not a surprise. They've got uh, an explosive core of wide receivers. Their run game is a little bit of a work in progress since they lost a very good running back last year, Jeffrey Wilson. But they've got uh, three or four receivers that are very good, including Jalen Guyton, who was a transfer from Notre Dame. Defense allowing less than 296 yards per game. One of the big things that uh, turned that game last week, six interceptions by the North Texas defense, and they had the uh, crazy punt return where they faked the defense out, pretended to fair catch the ball. So there was a lot of things that happened in that game that just kind of turned it against Arkansas. As far as Liberty goes, this team is better than most people realize. 16 starters back from last year, and they outgained a Conference USA team, Old Dominion, by 290 yards in the opener. That same Old Dominion team, which is largely the same Old Dominion team from last year, although they have struggled this year, North Texas beat them by seven last year. So, And that was a very good game, came down the wire. Um, So this is a better team at Liberty than most people realize and a very flat spot for North Texas. I would not be surprised if Liberty keeps this game closer than expected.
0: It opened up at uh, minus 14 for North Texas it's about the same it's dropped a, just a tad 13 and a half so the public is betting on Liberty a little bit in this game uh, they are the host they are coming in off a of unexpected buy but they do get the extra week of prep and uh, let me throw this out there to you Chris this is the lone home game for Liberty in a 5 week span so the fans will be fired up the players are going to be fired up for their home for their for their home fans and obviously the coaching staff is going to be fired up and want to get a win for you know or at least a a great showing for the home crowd. So anything I'm going to say as long as you're getting double digits, I think it's safe to say you can uh go ahead and uh back Liberty here in this one. All right, now going on to our game of the week, SEC Showdown, Texas A&M 2 and 1, 3 and 0 against the spread, Bama 3 and 0, obviously 3 and 0 against the spread. So somebody's going to have a loss in Vegas whenever this one's all all done and finished, but uh the thing about Bama this year Chris is you know you always think of Bama and and what do you think of defense 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 how about this Alabama this year leading the nation averaging 57 points per game I I, I mean I know it's early and and they haven't gotten into, into conference games all that much except for you know last week and Ole Miss was a dominating performance but still I think a defense and the fact that they're averaging 57 points points per game is 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 just really startling and uh you look at Ole Miss last week I mean they just flat out quit in the second half of that game you're not going to get that out of Texas A&M of course Jimbo Fisher the new head coach there uh, he was an assistant under Nick Saban um, went toe-to-toe with Clemson covered they had an obvious flat spot last week against ULM situation of all situations off of Clemson Bama on deck no sweat and m am still covers that game and uh and and I tell you what Kellen Mond really has looked impressive for me as a quarterback for Texas A&M
1: Yeah the most impressive thing about a young young quarterback like Mond uh sophomore has yet to throw an interception but Alabama's got a pick six in every game so that has to scare you a little bit uh number one pass efficiency D in the country But Mond has already faced one stout defense in Clemson and had a very good game in that one. A&M is playing way better than a lot of people thought. There is a lot of elite talent on that defense, especially the defensive line. Uh, The secondary is improving. Uh, Running back Travion Williams has been excellent in the early going. But Alabama, I mean, they're just scary. Uh, Here's one for you. Alabama has scored on 75% of the drives where Tua Tagovailoa has started. Uh, Additionally, Tua is 13 for 13 for 298 yards and six touchdowns when passing on third down. Has yet to throw an incompletion on third down. Six touchdowns. Unbelievable. Uh, So, a has got their work cut out for them, but they're putting up 596 yards per game on offense, and they're doing it with balance. 285 rushing yards per game, 311 passing yards per game. They've got a solid run D. They're not going to let Tagovailoa run away with this game and, and just beat them up. Uh, initially, I thought we would be leaning Alabama because how can you lean against them right now? But then we saw this line, and it's actually gone up since it opened. It is just so many points. And something else to think about. Last year, Alabama beat Ole Miss 66-3 in the uh, third game of the year. S- similar situation. The following week, granted it was at A&M, Alabama won 27-19. to It was an eight-point game. I don't think this will be that close. But uh, within the, I think, 27 points that A&M is getting right now, I, I have a hard time Laying that many points, even with this unbelievable Alabama offense, I'll take the points here and feel comfortable.
0: The line, you mentioned it, opened up at 24.5 and is up to 27 now. So the public is definitely betting hard on Alabama. And all I got to do is just take a look at recent history last week. I mean, look at Oklahoma State and Boise. That line opened up at uh, Boise plus three. All the, the public started betting all over Boise. By the time kickoff started, Boise was favored by three. We know what happened there. Similar situation here. It looks like everybody's going towards Alabama. I, I just don't see them being able to continually just dominate, dominate, dominate. And Jimbo Fisher, I mean, he, he, he definitely taken over a program that was rich in talent. Someone left him solid talent there. This isn't a team that was just totally uh depleted when he got there so uh, you're not going to see him quit like Ole Miss did last week when they when they fall behind I know it's in Bama tough place to play but I agree I mean I, I cannot lay 27 points I don't think this game's a four touchdown game I, I just don't see it at all so we, we agree we agree on everything as far as that goes a take the points we're saying it plus the points over Alabama that gives us to our power sweep free play of the week. We're two and zero so far on these free plays this year, given out uh, for you guys. And we're gonna go right back. It's worked so far this year. We're gonna do it again. Another two star right out of our power sweep newsletter. And we're going with Utah State. We're going to the Mountain West. Utah State over Air Force. Now the reason why we know Air Force is off a of buy. But Utah State, this is an experienced Utah State team, and whenever Utah State Matt Wells has an ex- has an experienced team, they can shut Air Force down, and that is also what we expect to happen uh, this year. They are they are very well at the home favorite role, seven and two since 2016. As strong defense, they've gone a three game losing streak against Air Force. That's going to end this year. We like Utah State in a big way. Uh, uh, lay the points. Utah State. We're saying that they should win by over two touchdowns. So that's the play: Utah State over Air Force. All right, uh, Chris. I think that about wraps it up for us uh, this week's uh, edition of the Power Sweep podcast presented by North Coast Sports. Uh, again, want to remind everybody: Five Star Weekend. It's a huge card. It's a great weekend. Jump on board. Power Sweep only sixty nine dollars if you if you want to just test it out. Obviously, you can get that one play for just $100. And uh, if you if you have any other questions for us, for the podcast, you want to be a part of it, you can always tweet at us at NC Sports. And then the number one, Chris, you have your own Twitter account. It is,
1: a, it is at ChrisV160. So you can hit me up anytime you want to ask any questions about the podcast or any of the uh, Conference USA, SEC, or ACC. I will get back to you.
0: And my uh, Twitter handle is at Castro's Kingdom. Again, you can, you, can go, you can go there. You can talk to Chris. You can tweet us at our North Coast uh, Sports Twitter account as well, NC Sports and the number one. All right. For Chris Van Dyne, I'm Antonio Castro. This is, again, another edition of the Power Suite Podcast presented by North Coast Sports, and we appreciate you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you again next week.